This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, my cat-loving friends. We have a very special treat. We have been wanting to talk to Kate Benjamin from House Panther for the longest time. You know we're always talking about enrichment, and she co-wrote Catification and Catify to Satisfy with Jackson Galaxy. She has some amazing, aesthetically pleasing cat furniture that you don't want to miss. Yeah, look behind her. We can't, I know, we cannot wait to talk to her. We're going to take a break for the sponsored ad, and we'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to 19 Cats and Counting. I'm your co-host, Linda Hall, here with my lovely blonde BFF, Rita Reimers. And I've just been joined by Dexter. It's just going to say with a parent, I mean, a cat on your shoulder. Exactly. He's a weirdo. He always has to ask if he can come into the office. He stands at the door and he just stands there. And I'm like, he's polite. Jeff doesn't do that. That's the other one. He's not polite. I want to talk to you. I know. I don't want to talk about my cats. Let's talk about Kate. And... Look at behind her. Talk about catification. Uh-huh. To lead. You people well, who are listening on radio, you'll just have to wait for the video versions. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. You sound like exactly my favorite topic. You, your favorite topic. So we're going to have fun. Well, you know, as <laughs> so behaviorists, we're always talking about building up. We're talking about toys. We're talking about enrichment. And I know sometimes people have to be like, look, I called you about my cat being on my floor. Why are you talking to me about toys? But enrichment is everything. If they don't have it, we have behavior problems guaranteed, right? Absolutely. And so catification, the way Jackson and I define it is kind of like a different spin on enrichment. So Obviously, behaviorists and cat professionals have been talking about this enrichment for cats for decades, but they've always really focused, very importantly, on what the cat needs and not necessarily thought about what the humans need. So what we did, we kind of put that little spin on it and said, well, you know what, if we want people to actually do this, they have to like it as well. It has to work for them. So like for me, when I define good design, it's not just the aesthetics, it's also the functionality. So all the different elements that we'll probably talk about with enrichment and catification, they have to function for both the cat's needs and the human's needs. And the the human has to want to do it. Otherwise, they won't do it. And then their cat won't have what they need. 
Oh, that makes sense. So many people say, you know, I don't want my house to look like, you know, a bunch of cat trees all over the place. I want to have a beautiful home. And there are some beautiful cat furniture pieces out there. But I love both of those books that gave me a lot of ideas. Well, the, the books actually are very DIY heavy. So it just gives you all sorts of examples that people have submitted, things that I've designed that really make you understand it doesn't have to look like a crazy cat lady house. I've been doing this since 2007. So in 2007, I was looking for cool, nice looking, well-designed things for my cats. And um, I happened to be working in the children's product industry. I was the director of marketing at this company that made uber modern children's products. Oh, wow. And so I was working with all the mommy bloggers, right? When that was like new and big. And I said, hey, how come these guys are talking about like, just because you have kids, your house doesn't have to look like a daycare center. And I said, nobody's talking about that for cat parents. So I started a blog and I kind of searched the internet for cool things. And I had to search, but there was stuff in Europe and there were some small designers. And since then, the entire world has changed. You absolutely, there's zero excuse right now. No one can say, oh, I just can't find anything I like for my cat. We agree. There's everything, everything. And your stuff is better made too. I mean, Rita and I both, I tease Rita all the time. I went to visit her one day and she had this cat tree. I don't have it anymore. I don't have it anymore. (laughs) The cats had scratched all the carpet off and the inside looks like it's like a A toilet paper roll, paper towel tube. Yeah. Cardboard thing. It was starting to lean as it was It was whittled to a point. It looked like one of those cartoons where the beaver eats the tree and it's down (laughs) to just a little point and it falls over. And I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) So, you know, here's the thing. You can easily, I mean, on the cheap end, spend a hundred bucks on a cat tree that's going to last six months before it becomes a beaver's (laughs) chew toy. And then you pitch it and get another one. And they all have carpet on them that gets dirty and it's hard to clean it. And, you know, they vomit on it once and forget it. Yeah, I like what's behind you. It's not carpeted. Right. I'm always looking for non-carpeted alternatives. These hexagons that are on the wall behind me are from my zoo. Um, And actually, this is a really good example. Like whenever we talk about catification, you know, one of the things we talk about is the super highway, right? Which is the ability for a cat to navigate all the way around the room without touching the ground. And I always remind people, you don't have to go crazy and build that whole thing. Don't get overwhelmed. Just start with a small area. This is a very small wall behind me in my office. It's only about three, three and a half feet wide. And so with just adding these different levels and hiding boxes and perches, there's a scratcher up at the top. This is like a clear dome that the cats can peer out of like they're in a little spaceship. We have made this very small space extremely functional and usable by multiple cats. So it's a good example of like, just pick a little area and get started. Don't get overwhelmed. I love that. I have a room, a a huge room in the back. It's a bonus room above my garage. That was going to be the cat's playroom, (laughs) but didn't work out that way yet. But one of the issues with that room is it's got, and some of these rooms too, it's got slanted walls. So I can't go way up at the top, but something like that would fit in to the lower part of the wall perfectly. Yeah. And you know what? That's the other thing about the vertical world. It doesn't just mean up high above your head. Some cats want to be off the ground, but not too high, right? You know, And so you can see here, we have all different levels. So that that entire space, like right around, you know, knee level 
if you have wall mounted shelves and things, you might have those more earthbound cats who prefer to just be kind of up off the ground. I love anything hung on the wall because it gets it off the floor. So you're not kicking it. You don't have to move it when you clean. Um, so yeah, and, and things like this, just simple shelves or little hideaway boxes. Um, you know, the hideaway is such an important piece of enrichment for cats when they in that enclosed space. So anytime you can give them a nice enclosed space, it prevents them from hiding under the bed, in the back of the closet, is where you don't want them. You want them accessible and you want them to be part of the action, but still give them privacy. Oh, exactly. especially great for your pet sitters. So they go in a shy cat under the bed, you know, numerous times I've been through that scenario, trying to get a photo for proof of life without scaring the heck out of them, right? This would be much better alternative. Linda, how long did your shelves stay up there before the cats? It takes them a while to realize. Well, so, yeah. So admission, there were things I intended to do when I hung that hammock, like tease them up with a, with a feather toy and yada, yada. And I didn't. So yeah, it was probably sitting there for about six months before anyone used it. And that is <laughs> completely on me. And then Soot decided it was her favorite place in the world. Oh, I'm, gl I'm glad it's being used. What is happening there though, is you do have a dead end. So that's something we talk about on the super highway, especially in a multi-cat household, is that you want to make sure that they that they have multiple on and off now. One way up, one way out. I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. But what it is, is um, having that nice hammock as part of your super highway is what we call a destination. So along the super highway, you can have rest stops. So like a little step, like a stepping stone to get to the next place. But you want to give them that goal. So it gives them that reason to go up those stairs because now that is the primo spot. Maybe it's the hammock, maybe it's a shelf under a windowsill or a big corner hideaway or something. So then that really makes the cats want to use the superhighway. I would continue that. I would continue it all the way around. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did think about that, like bullying, right? I mean, we look at that with litter boxes and things one way in, one way out. We've got to have, and I, yeah, it is. It's a dead end. You're right. So, yeah, <laughs> we got to keep going with it a little bit. But yes, yeah, Soot used to like to go out and smack somebody and then run at full speed up and sit in the hammock. And you can swear she was kind of doing nanny, nanny, boo boo, exactly. Like, <laughs> that's really fun. We have a whole new wall out in the dining area that has multiple lanes is what we call it right so if you just have a single lane you need the the entrance and exits but you or the cat can choose to go up go down and so now you have multiple lanes and so one oh. of my cats starts out on the catio and he races in and then goes boop, 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 and then lands on top of a bridge that goes across the opening into the kitchen oh how cool i'll send you photos of it if you want to post them it's it's adorable and that's his racetrack same thing i love it <laughs> I just did a social media video and I've I tell all of our clients, the number one thing I think we humans do the most wrong is we're not replicating enough what a cat gets in nature, right? If you go to a wild cat sanctuary and you look in their habitat, you will not find a television and a couch. So our cats in nature are out and they're hunting their prey and they're torturing it, right? They're very sadistic. And yeah. it's this whole big deal and they're running around and they're doing this thing. And then they come in our house and we go, here's your dinner, honey. So, you know, they're just not getting to use up all that pent up prey drive and all the, the zoomies and the hunting. I got to go hunt and do. Uh, I'm watching your cats use. right i know i know <laughs> they're just not getting to use that up so this is the way when you talk about zooming down the super highway 
use that energy up, girlfriend, because yeah. otherwise you're going to have potty problems or yeah. whatever, spraying, chasing, yeah. arguing, one Fighting. cat wanting to play rougher than another, all the typical behaviors you see in, I call these multi-multi-cat households. <laughs> yes. We are an advanced crew here, not recommended for the beginner. Exactly. <laughs> Peter Cohen's got us beat. He's up to, since he just adopted um, Batman, Batman, I think he's up to 30 oh, now. Yes. I yes. knew he was going to. He asked us about it during a Zoom we we did with him. And we're like, if you really want him, well, no, I have another partner here. And next thing I see, he's there holding. And then next look, thing I it's see, Batman. I knew it. <laughs> yes. And he did talk about catification. Right. He's even got my favorite feature. He has a waterfall, which I would put in just yes, for me. Yeah. But it's actually the cat's drinking fountain. It's, it's his whole house is incredible. It's it's in the second book. We is did a whole it? photo shoot. Yeah, it's in Catify to Satisfy. Yeah, he's just amazing. I mean, he spent so much time on that house over the years and he's got the right people doing the right things. He's he's done that's definitely like don't get overwhelmed. Yeah, he's yeah. given us some advice for when we construct our sanctuary. Oh, yes. Construction and his his thing. So okay, so Kate, let's say I'm on a budget and I want what you've got to offer so bad. But I'm going to have to have the electric shut off this month if I do it. So give me some ideas for catification on a budget. Absolutely. Well, if you have an Ikea near you, you really can't beat it. They have a shelf. It's about eight inches deep and about 24 inches wide. It's $3. They have a bracket. That's a dollar. So for $5, you could have a nice little shelf. And then you go down to the doormat section of Ikea. They have a doormat for $1.50. (gasps) You can cut with scissors and you can, if you cut one in half the long way, you could cover two shelves for it. So I now we're up this. to what? 10, 11, 50, two shelves with a non-slip surface already. And you can just stick that down with some double-sided tape and you okay, can Okay, I'm going to Ikea.com. My Ikea is about three hours away from me, so. Yeah, and why not just order online? You don't have to have one near you anymore. Exactly. Yeah, and then the same thing, you can find simple pre-made shelves and brackets at any home improvement store. So Home Depot load at the, at the hardware store. Um, You do want to think about adding that non-slip surface. So especially if a cat's jumping on or off of something. Yeah. I see you've got them on top of. Yeah. Those are actually uh, peel and stick carpet tiles that you can get on Amazon. And so when, cause the cats scratch on them. So when they get born, you just peel them up and put a new one down. They're not very expensive. I nice. thought your dad could make those, Linda. So I added those. Yeah. I put a table because the shelves are too high. So I put a table down there and you know, those little jar opener thingies that you pick up all over the place. Yeah. We had a bunch left over from when Rita and Jess were cats pet sitting. Boy, do I put we. a little double-sided sticky tape on them and Perfect. I put them on the table for attraction. The other one, the other thing is a yoga mat. So they're very inexpensive. They come in different colors, easy to cut with scissors or use your old yoga mat. And then it has your scent on it. So that will actually give that the cat that ability to mix their scent with yours. Oh, we so, talk about that quite a lot. Yep. Right, really important. So the so- yeah, scent soakers. Yeah, absolutely. And over here, these are uh, these are the deeper um, IKEA shelves. They're like 10 or 11 inches deep, but they're still only like 15, 20 dollars. Nice. So I had like Ikea is the place. Yeah. I mean, Ikea has everything. I can actually, I have a whole kit of like Ikea catification. I'm sorry. My cat stepped on something. I can't hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, I have these, 
I had these awful, um, like cheap plastic shelves in my son's bedroom when he was growing up and they were primary colors, like red and blue and yellow and green and, and it looked like they belonged in a preschool room. So he's like 17 moving out of that room going, I don't want these. So I stuck them in the hallway intending to put them out on the curb, stay free. The cats thought they were the greatest cat shelves they'd ever seen. So I took them in the backyard. I spray painted them seafoam. I wrapped sisal rope around yeah, the pole. Great. I stuck a couple cat beds on it and I, I have a cat tree. Next That's time you're down awesome. here, you're building me one. Yeah, no problem. They're That's like 25 my favorite. Bucks. If you either get something from Ikea, get something from the thrift store. And anytime you can, you know, add a soft mat, do that sizal wrap or anything. If it's a cabinet, you might need to cut a hole in it so they can go in and out, that kind of thing. I mean, there's just so many creative ideas. That's you what really I was thinking about. Spend a lot. I, I posted the video and somebody suggested we cut a hole in one of the shelves so they can go up through them. And right. I was like, oh, yes, let's. And then, yeah, I just, there's nothing on those walls. I took everything down when we painted like three years ago and never put anything back up. So I thought this would be a great cat wall. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. He's trying to knock everything over. Why don't we take an early quick break? <laughs> and we'll be right back to talk more about catification with Kate Benjamin. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back with 19 cats and counting. I was waiting for Linda to finish drinking her <laughs> breakfast, lunch here. And we're talking with Kate Benjamin of House Panther. If you haven't checked out House Panther, H-A-U-S Panther.com. There's some awesome ideas and a lot more information. But uh, Kate, you are like the uber catification goddess. Well, thank you. I, uh, I've i been working on it for quite a while. I actually have uh, my undergraduate degree is in interior design, which I never used. I went right into marketing and graphic design and PR and stuff and event planning. And then like 25 years later, I meet this guy, Draxon Galaxy. And (laughs) And he says, hey, we need to work together because I know what people need to do, but I don't know how to tell them how to do it. Right. And if they don't like it, they're not going to do it. So right. uh, I need your help. And so I that's when we cooked up the idea of catification. You dusted off that interior design degree. I did. And so I was already, yeah. I was that's I was kind doing, of our thing. <laughs> yeah, I was doing product design and stuff too in, in grad school. And so it all comes together because it really is, it's environmental design, it's product design, and and all of my design background is what's called user-centered design, right? So you're really looking at sort of the ergonomics and the functionality and 
how it needs to work for the user. And in the world of cat products and cat furniture, there are two users, right? The cat, it has to do certain things for the cat, but the human has to purchase it. The human has to live with it. Like in the case of the litter box, the human has to clean it. So you really have these two different sets of needs that you have to cater to. So my design background actually really came in handy. And um, I had cats and I couldn't at the time in 2007, when I first started writing about this, I was having a hard time finding anything that I liked. So I dug around and I just kept writing about cool things and I found them and then more and more showed up. And all of a sudden, we're in this world where you have endless possibilities of styles and budgets and, and everything you could possibly need. Now, it used to be that you'd see things that either worked for the cat and were ugly or were pretty and worked for the human, but didn't function the way a cat needs. Exactly. exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Your stuff is, is sturdier as we've discussed. It's also, I just keep looking at thinking how easy that would be to clean. I hate it when they barf on a carpeted cat tree. I just, know. Even if they don't barf, even just getting the hairs that get stuck in a little peak carpet, it's an absolute nightmare. I have a very powerful vacuum cleaner in it. It doesn't touch it. I have to pull it out by Too hand. Too far woven in. Hair yeah. is very powerful. I, I went to beauty school back in the 80s, aging myself. And it was common for the girls to get hair stuck in our skin and our stomach that out from other people. It had to be tweezed out. That's how strong hair is. It working Ew. its way through fibers. Yeah. <laughs> not my yeah. favorite part. Note, I'm not doing That's hair That's why now. she's not a hairdresser. <laughs> exactly. Shout out to all my hairdressers out there. <laughs> Tweezing this hairs out of their stomach. It's like so cat hair, right? Right. There's nothing like cat hair. Yes. <laughs> You're wearing black. You're brave. Well, most of my cats are black. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, that works. That's yeah. the trick. <laughs> we have we have five black and two tuxedos, oh. and then uh, there's a calico here. There's yes. a calico there. There's a gray one. I honestly was going to ask you if that was a prop cat. I was too. That's a real cat. Yes. I thought it was a pop. I did. I thought you stuck a stuffed animal on there. Margo is one of my house barrels, actually. She's not really fond of people. But she's Feeling very well. calm and cozy today. Why? Oh. And then over, over here we have Jeremiah Beendip and his brother Horatio Queso. And their brother Pico de Gato is in the other room. Because oh, I love it. Linda has four black cats. I have two. Um, I also have a tuxedo. But I love we them. love we I we. I just wrote an article. I just refreshed an article about black cats and and wrote a new new article around it because it's Halloween. Yeah, you know, yeah. and people still have that old fear of black cats. But they, in my opinion, I know genetics coloring should have nothing to do with you know right. what how they are. But they're so sweet. Every black they're cat I've sweet. ever met has yes. been just adorable. So and there's several sweet. different types, you know. And I've had most of them. They're just. I just love them so much. I they're just them. love puns, right? Yeah. I, I have to tell you, we had a client, I was telling you a little about this before, whose cat was peeing outside of the box. And when we started asking, you know, how many boxes, where are the boxes? Yeah, everything's in the garage. Everything. Now, it was a finished garage and yada, yada. The cat was not being put in the dungeon. 
But we know that the cats want to be with us. They don't want to go in the garage to potty. That's why we one on every level. Yada, That's yada, why yada. my cat room up here was a total failure. Exactly. I'm only up here rarely when I'm recording. Because you're not in there, so they're not in there. Right. You had big plans for this room, and the cats were like, I'm not going in there. Nope. Nobody's in there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we could not get her. I'd never followed up with her because I'm sure she probably got rid of the cat, and I don't want to know. But she just, we could not get her to bring that stuff in. And she considered herself a fancy lady and she didn't want her house to look like but i'm looking behind you thinking i could see that in a in a new york penthouse i it's so sure. modern and pretty i would totally not be surprised if i saw that in a new york penthouse so this is thank you it i mean it's very sculptural you know and and i think um and then this is another little pod that uh from a different company uh pets and pods and so it all kind of you can find all different things that coordinate together that are very beautiful like and sculptural, that. but still functional. But this also, I mean, this is a statement piece here. Like you definitely see something going on. You see it's probably for cats versus over here. These are literally just shelves. They could be bookshelves, whatever. But I cleared them off. I put not slip, you know, carpet pads down. And now it's just this long, sleek, It's it doesn't scream cat. So if somebody doesn't want it to really be catty, they can absolutely just integrate almost a seamless hidden shelf in. And you don't know it's cats until you see one walking across it. Exactly. So I like both versions. You can either celebrate, oh, this is for cats and we're doing it in a cool way. Or you can be like, oh, what? It's just seamless. Can they be painted? I'm sorry. I was just going to say there's a, a website that sells out like high-end cat furniture. And I love one of their cat trees one of my clients had it when i lived in la but it's just too rich for my blood it's like 300 dollars. oh that's on the low end of some of the things i, I was gonna know. say we've seen some of the worst, of but that. yes was it refined feline well there's tuft and paw who i absolutely love um tuft and paw has like this scratcher over here and they have a beautiful new carrier i mean I'm, i love everything really <laughs> um, there's of course the refined feline who's one of the originals in the world of beautiful that's cat the one furniture. yes and they have the lotus cat tree with yes the that's the one the tree how did you know it's so beautiful even in person because i've seen it in a, a few clients houses but yeah it's, i just can't go there they made one out of clear acrylic <gasps> like they made one and they showed it and then if you wanted one you could custom order i think it was five thousand dollars I mean, it's gorgeous. <laughs> it's no, yeah, even if, if, if I had got it, if even I, had, if I it. had that kind of money, I wouldn't spend it on that because I'm thinking, how many other cats could I help with that five thousand yes. dollars? And I, yeah. I wouldn't buy it. I'd probably still get one that's crazy expensive, just not that bad. I have always gotten that comment from people like, "How dare you write about a five thousand dollar cat tree? Do you know how many cats could be spayed and neutered or fed with yeah, that money?" But somebody will want it. I absolutely get it. All I am doing is showing you inspiration, right? I just want to show these crazy things from Europe just to show you what's possible. You probably can't even purchase it from some of these European companies that I write about. They don't even ship to the United States. So instead of getting upset, uh, I encourage people to be inspired and then yes. either create something on their own that is totally customized and within their budget or find something. Now there are alternatives that are much less expensive. They might not last as long, but if you just have 50, 75 bucks to spend, you know, you can make it go a long way. Yes. Yeah. You know, people are going to spend what they're going to spend. And I have to say, if I was really like multi-million dollar area, kind of in my bank account, I would give to cats and probably buy the 5000 
That's great. Compromise. <laughs> I can do both. I but isn't that why we go. flip through design books, you know, even for our own homes? Nobody's exactly. expecting to buy that $5,000 bathtub, right? But it's exactly. an inspiration of how things are put together and you can find less expensive alternatives. Yeah, and you can do, I mean, this This is all Ikea. Simple I know, stuff. I love it. Who would have thought of Ikea for cat furniture? I, I know. And you can buy pieces a little bit at a time, right? I'm, I know. Yeah. I'm working on slowly building my wall. I have 11 cats who need to, yeah. And I have everybody from those that lay on the floor to those that want to be on the highest rung of the cat tree to kismet behind me is definitely one of your middle dwellers. He wants to be on the counter or the table or sitting behind me on That's the chair. That's my Rosie. Midway. Where did she go? She's I call that petting height. Petting oh, height. I like that. I like <laughs> just that. Walk up. She's at petting height right now, but she doesn't like to be. So what do you think the most common mistake people make when they're trying to catify or give their cats things to do? Well, definitely assuming that they can jump. When you're talking about a super highway or a walkway, assuming that they can jump a longer distance than they really should. Yes, they can jump from the floor up to probably five feet. But if they're already up on a shelf, don't make them jump up to another surface that's five feet. Put more steps in between. So you want to think about safety. And then you also want to think about if you don't want the cat to go there, that's where they're going to go first. So you have to make it absolutely impossible or let let it happen and make it happen in a safe way, right? right? So... Think from any point along your climbing area, like the cat standing right there. Okay, where can I go? All the directions that I can possibly go in and make the decision clear and safe. So that's kind of one thing, like don't force them to to do that jump when they're up on a place. Also, you might want to consider making things flexible or modular so that you can change it over time. Because of course, as cats age, their mobility is going to change. Or maybe you add a new cat to the household and now you do need something that accommodates more of a kitten. Or So nothing is set in stone. Think of it kind of as a working laboratory. And then back to the whole idea of don't get overwhelmed. Don't think you have to catify the entire house and then just stop and do nothing. Pick a tiny area, get started, and then watch what your cats tell you because they will give you feedback right away. Well, maybe not right away. Give it some time. That's the other thing too. It's like, take a breath, let them get used to it. Don't freak out if they don't use it in the first 24 hours and take everything down. Watch what they do, learn from what they're telling you and then expand out from there. Yeah, sure. It's something new in the household. It smells different. They've never seen it before. It takes cats a little while to warm up to those changes. Yeah. Yeah, get comfortable with them. Yeah, but that's my favorite part of catification is when the cats do get it right away and they come out and they're just so excited for this new thing. And, you know, when you're talking about building levels and and walkways, you're essentially expanding the square footage of your house for your cats. So if you live in a small place, that's incredibly valuable. You're, You're giving them a whole extra, you know, story to run around now these days people live in smaller especially like in new york city they have the small apartments and la you've got to have multiple roommates these days that's why i don't live in a studio apartment yes exactly exactly 
And and we've had, was it Rent.com reached out to us and asked us to give input on an article they wanted to know, can a cat be okay in a studio apartment? Like, yeah, what you don't have horizontally, you go vertically, right? Just build up. where you are. I mean, look at, I have a 2,400 square foot house now. My cats spend most of their time downstairs and half of it. So the other half up here, pretty much wasted space. Yeah. But we're only in 1,100 square feet. We also have a 2,000 square foot art studio in downtown Phoenix where most of our stuff is. So it's pretty <laughs> much the cat here. But we have a giant catio. Everything is extremely well catified. And there's 12 cats here. And everybody, as you can see here right now, demonstrating, they're pretty good. They you see their levels and their spots. And I lived okay. in a two bedroom, uh, 1,000 square foot apartment for a long time with, I have 20. Uh, and then I got evicted, but that's a whole nother story <laughs> for years and years and years. I got away with it. We got away with it for so long. <laughs> and they caught me, but that's okay. That's, that's what got me the house. That's what she got her house. Exactly. Yeah. I kind yes. of have no choice, but the... I've seen people that have three cats in the studio, but they have it arranged such that there's enough space. Nobody feels crowded. I wouldn't like suggest that somebody in a studio go out and get three cats, but no. They came to her honestly, kind of the way we the got ours. The other key to that is multifunction, right? So if you're in limited space, you want to find something that serves all those purposes. So, you know, if you if you can't hang things on the walls, maybe it is a tree that has a hideaway and levels and scratchers. Um, you know, if you have the litter box in some kind of a enclosure, maybe it doubles as a side table. Or I have a bench that. Something, right? And, that, and that I have two cubes on top of it. And so I have cats that like to be in the cubes or up on top. And in fact, that grad student that reached out to you, she's designing a new uh, litter box type catio thing. And it's, it's kind of cool. And yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see if it ever comes to market. Her final thesis or something. Yes, exactly. But yeah, I've got some cats that love those cubes. And I took, when I was switching bedrooms and moving down to the first floor, I didn't have as much space. And I took a tall kind of a cabinet that I had that the TV sat on. And I was going to get rid of it. And then I thought, oh, I'll stick it in the hall and I'll make it the cat cabinet. I'll keep the cat's food and, and supplements and stuff in it. And then I, where I, the only place I had space for it was really close to a window. And I thought, oh, they're going to love this. They're like five feet off the ground. And they're, so I laid a long bath rug on it so that it, cause you know, it's got the kind of grippy underneath. And I put two cat cube, a cat cube and a cat bed on it. And yeah, it's the greatest thing ever. It's just repurposed right. furniture. That is a great example. That's awesome. Again, nothing wasted. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what am I going to do with this thing? Oh, it'd be really nice to have all the cat stuff in one place, all the brushes and clippers and yada, yada. And then, oh, look, it can serve the cats too. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so we missed seeing you at the CFA, but I know you had this awesome cat house there. We didn't get a chance to see it, but do you have any new projects you're working on that you want to talk about? Um, so yeah, so that is actually, uh, that's really fun. The cat house with catastrophic creations. Um, we built this kind of mobile cat meet and greet, sort of a mini cat cafe that we could pop up at different events. And okay. we had a line the entire time, both days at the CFA show in Cleveland. Right. It was so we can much attest fun. to that. We yes. tried to get into <laughs> the You can peek in the windows. Did you look in the window? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Did you peek in the windows? I didn't because no. we needed to get back to Nikki. But <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to look like I was pushing booth. in line. You know me around crowds. I'm I'm shy. <laughs> You're VIPs. I could have gotten you in. Um, <laughs> um, so that's a lot of fun. I actually, so not catification related, but 
cat art related. Um, I'm very excited about, I'm working on a book on Karen Kuykendall, who is an artist who designed the terror of the cat people. And she did all of this fantasy illustration of these really exotic people who lived with all these cats. It was from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Oh, I want I want to read that. Oh, you yes, it's you have to look it up. I did a big presentation on her for the Cat Writers Association conference last weekend because I'm working with the Mesa Historical Museum that has her entire collection. And so I did the presentation. Um she did these incredible like cat costumes that she would wear to sci-fi conventions with this she did paper mache jewelry with big cat heads and stuff and i mean it's really kind oh, of I my can't favorite wait. so cool project. yeah so i've been hanging out at the museum digging through her archives preparing all sorts of stuff we'll be doing a cat festival at the museum in february of next year around a new exhibit of her work some education talks and stuff so that's in mesa arizona uh, end of February. That's one of my big projects. I also work with Greater Good Charities and Jackson. Love Greater Good Charities. Yeah, Every now and then check. we get a check from them and I'm like, I don't know why we're getting a check, but oh, thanks. Right. So happy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, Jack the Jackson Galaxy Project is one of the programs as part of uh, Greater Good Charities. And we have um, a course, it's like a two-day workshop called Cat Positive 360, where a little team of us go around the country to different shelters. And then people from other shelters in the area come for the two days. And it is just a ton of great content all around the experience of cats in shelters. So do the catification piece with Jackson. And then there's everything from behavior and clicker training and intake and all of this really important stuff. And so that's really fun to be part of that. And actually, that's where a lot of the IKEA catification is coming in, because a lot of shelters don't have a big budget to do their cat rooms. Yeah, so, they don't. Yeah, we want to give them really simple, inexpensive ideas where they can make the most of even just a closet for a meet and greet room, or if all their cats stay in cages, they can have some out of cage time. So that's a lot of fun. That's something else I'm working yeah, on. I know the local shelter here has cages and it's not I the best, it. not the best environment. So are, where can people find out about these events? Do you have it listed on uh, House Panther? Yes, I'll list everything on House Panther and on social media on Facebook and Instagram. And that's House Panther H-A-U-S, the German spelling, which is a nod to the Bauhaus the birthplace of modern design. Okay, uh, when did that cat turn around? Wonderful. You know, yeah, that, he's around. facing the other way now. When did the that happen? The problem he's, moved. He's, 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 not, he's not a stuffed cat after all. I'm glad he did it. We were like, she's lying. But, <laughs> oh, no. She'll have to go back and watch it soon. Thank you. I wanted to ask, are those pieces behind you paintable? So these um, from my zoo, these come in white, natural, and black but you could easily paint them yourselves nice. there's another hexagon that i really like from armor cat so armor cat is right um, down, Linda. well known for their carpet covered furniture but they have a new line that's entirely solid wood that's what and i so want to go with you could stain it you could just cover it in clear polyurethane for added durability or you could paint it i actually did a whole installation with the armor cat stuff at um the barn house arizona it's a rescue here in peoria arizona and I can send you pictures. Um, we we painted all the hexagons in their bright, fun colors. And, um, they also have some some hiding boxes that mount to the wall so cats can sit on top or inside. And some poles, some wall-mounted scratchers. 
So yeah, I'm really into, especially if you're going to use a something like this that you're going to purchase in a shelter environment, you usually need to add a couple extra coats of paint and polyurethane. You need That's to what seal. I was thinking. Yeah. All if there are any internal like corners or cracks, you want to seal that with like a clear water-based silicone or, or a silicone or a water-based caulk, because then it will be much more easily cleaned and also more durable because, well, a shelter situation is not like a normal home, whereas we kind of live in shelter situations. So back to sort of, we yeah. do that. We do. <laughs> yeah. The, the level of durability and sort of, and sanitation that's needed when you have multiple cats. In. That's what I was thinking of. We, we know a lady in Texas who had a bad outbreak of pan Luke and they were having to really reseal the, that's what I was just going to say. Everything. Oh my head, so, yes. So that's exactly what went through my head when she said that, like, Cynthia, oh yeah, the sunshine fun in, in um, she in Texas. Dallas or Houston? I, I am Texas. 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 That's all you're getting out of me. Texas. Yeah, she Texas. had to throw out everything and then she sealed all the flooring in the room and all the woodwork and everything. And um, she lost a lot of kitties, unfortunately. Uh, to yeah, what so was it? It wasn't Pan fair. Luke. Pan Luke. Pan Luke. Yeah. yeah. So you have to make those kinds of environments, you know, bulletproof. So either everything can be completely sanitized or it's inexpensive enough that you can throw it away and replace it. So it's very different. There's sort of like normal cat house, then there's like our cat houses, and then there's shelter and cat cafe level. Exactly. Durability and cleaning. We'll have to talk about the cat cafe level another time too, because that's part two of our goal at yes. Cat Behavior Alliance. Part yes. one yeah. is getting this the shelter, the sanctuary, so that uh, senior and special needs cats have a cage-free home type environment to live in forever. And the other phase is people who don't seem to want to bother doing what they need to do to solve the behavior problems, but we could solve them and then put them up for adoption in our cat cafe. Well, I've done a number of cat cafes and shelters. It's one of my favorite, favorite things to do now. And um, I really am excited to see shelters and cat cafes really catify because they are showrooms and showcases for what's possible, right? So somebody's right. there adopting a cat, they look around and they say, oh, what's that? Oh, I could do that. That's really cool. Where'd that come from? I'm going to do true. that. And then they go home and they do it and the cat doesn't come back. That's a great point. I never thought of it like that. That's that a is point. a good point. Well, and also, I'm sorry, but your cat behind you is much more attractive to me than a cat in a cage, right? I would be more drawn yes. Yes. to that sweet yes. baby sitting on that shelf. There And there are actually is part of what we teach in the Cat Positive um, Workshop is that is tapping into like retail design principles, right? So there's actual research out there, um, both in the retail design world, as well as in the cat sheltering world. Um, the ASPCA did a big user um, study that looked at cats in cages. If you can picture a product in your home, you're more likely to buy it, right? That's, so that's if you're true. in a cat cafe with the cat out like this, you can say, oh, you know, I, I see this cat in my house. I see their personality better. Some of that research showed that even if a cat is in a cage, if there's a toy in the cage, even if the cat's not playing with it, the person was more attracted to spend more time looking at that cat. Well, that makes so sense. I used to volunteer with Save a Life Rescue in LA at the Petco Adoptions. And we found that. And also if we put a story and a name with the cat, yes. they were more likely to get adopted than no name cat in a cage we don't know anything about. Yeah, yeah that's, we don't yeah, know. And that's something a lot a of shelters are really really starting to do a good job with. And if they can 
Marry that with an environment that is inviting and comfortable for the visitors. A lot of the shelters that I've redesigned, when we walked in, it was fine. It was clean. It was organized. It worked really well for the volunteers and the caregivers and pretty well for the cats and zero consideration for visitors. So if that space can also convey a certain brand image, it has a comfortable place for people to sit where they can actually interact with the cats, that is, that's the goal. That's what we're going for. That's perfect. So you do these workshops in shelters. Uh, have you ever opened them up to the public? Because this is something People I want like to go to. So like, I'm like, I want to take this class. I want to do well, it. Well, I will ask uh, the powers that be and see Please what do. the options are. I Please know that do. if you're affiliated with a shelter and there is one in your area, you can attend it. So That's well, I'm in okay. Little Podunk, Lancaster, South Carolina. And Linda's <laughs> in a little tiny city defines Ohio. So Ohio, exactly, yeah. Here. We don't I, look for anything no. anywhere near us. But I am near Charlotte, North Carolina. Linda's in North Toledo, coming, so we could I look and see if anything's we're happening be there. In Charlotte, I think some yes. there's oh, a Charlotte. Charlotte. Okay, yeah, there you go. See, yeah, our, our little shelter there. here in Lancaster. Really, I mean, they 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 made a they did a new facility. They built a new facility, and it's nicer. But I think they could use some of these tips, and I may just have to mosey on over there. Are you anywhere near Asheville? Asheville. I'm a few hours away from Asheville, North Carolina, so which is a gorgeous area. I helped design the um the House of Black Cat Magic. Did you hear about them? I have no. Tell it's us about that. Really fun, and it's perfect for this Halloween week to talk about. So um, it's a it's like a witchcraft supply store up front, and a black cat rescue in the back. So it's Bing's Black Cat Rescue. Uh, is it's only black cats and kittens. And they've adopted out dozens of cats since they opened. They just opened this summer. The The rescue already existed, but then they moved into this space and created the House of Black Cat Magic in um, in that really funky, cool part of Asheville. I All love right, Linda, this. Next time you come next down time here, road trip, we're going. We're going. Yeah, we Definitely. are. We're going. I haven't been there in years. So yeah, this is awesome. I love this. I hate that we're, we're about out of time. Do you have any last words of wisdom for people who really need to satisfy their cat's urge to do the things a cat does outside? Well, I think everything that we're talking about here, catification, environmental enrichment, is not just about letting your cat just survive, right? You want to thrive. Like any, you know, any family member, you don't want them to just be hanging out. You know, this, they're in a home, they're in your home. You want to give them the very best life they can. So that means playing and hunting and hiding and sleeping and resting and relaxing and stretching out and climbing and being interested and engaged. And as, as you both know, that will absolutely improve your relationship with the cat. Ah, so definitely. You Plus, you know, the indoor only cats, you, you don't want them to want to go outside. So you give them enough things to do inside. They have no need to go outside. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, agreed. Well, <sighs> thank you so much for coming on our show. And, you know, if you ever want to come back on and talk about your next project, sounds like you got a lot of irons in the fire we're looking forward to hearing about. Um, we would love to have you back. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. Yes, <laughs> any, it was our pleasure. Time. We've been wanting finally, this for a while. Glad we finally hooked up. Um, Linda, as always, thank you for being my BFF and taking thoughts right out of my head. It's like we have this thought bubble and she can be one brain. I don't know how we communicate silently when we're several <laughs> states apart. <from> you. <laughs> Mark Winter, thank you so much for giving us this spot on Pet Life Radio, making us sound so awesome like you always do. And of course, remember... Every day is Catterday. 
And we'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.